Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Blazers get a win at Toronto. Scoot Henderson finally plays okay. DeAndre Ayton's not scoring, but he's a demon on the boards. And let's just face it, the Blazers just aren't very good. Welcome to the Blazer Focus Podcast. I am Aaron Fentress of the Oregonian Oreo Live. I'm joined as always by my main man, Craig Burnback, who's about to go on a pretty exciting trip, right, Craig? No, don't tell people. That. Now you're going to tell them where I live so they can just come get my stuff? Now, yeah, I'm going to Disneyland. Wow. <laughs> I've never been to Disneyland. You ain't got no stuff. <laughs> I don't have any stuff, man. My wife's got stuff, though. My kids your wife's got stuff. stuff. Your kids got stuff. You stopped having stuff as soon as the child was born. I don't need stuff. Uh, have you you've never been to Disneyland? Yeah, first time ever to Disneyland. Goes. Ooh. Nope. I've been outside it. You know, covered the ducks quite a, you know, oh, about, yeah. you know, right out there. With the, what was that, the Final Four when they were out there? Obviously covered a lot of Rose Bowls. I've been yeah. to L.A. a lot and to even, like, to Anaheim, like I said, to the, uh, the arena. But I've never been inside the gates, so I'm excited. But, well, I just, I went to Disney World this year. I've been to Disneyland numerous times. It's a lot of fun. You got to, just make sure you get fast passes. I told my <laughs> wife, that's how, that's why I work. For fast pass. Exactly. That's why I work. Exactly. <laughs> get that for sure. I ain't got time to be standing alive for another two hours. Anyway. Well, man, it's been a minute. Um, yeah. we couldn't quite connect, and uh lots happened since we last talked. Four Blazers games have taken place. They got smizzoked by the Clippers, beaten by the Magic, throttled by the Sixers, and pulled off a win last night at Toronto. To move at one to one and three, you know, all I'm gonna say about the win is that it was good that they got a win because you're a young team, they needed something. All the guys were pretty excited about it, clearly based on the videos I saw. I'm not there, I'm not traveling on this trip. Um, but you know what? When your opponent shoots four of twenty nine on threes, you should win. <laughs> so I don't want to be Debbie Downer too much. But the Raptors, who are still shooting thirty three percent on threes after that performance, went four for twenty nine. So I feel like the Blazers kind of stole one because another team was on a, was having a bad night. But we did so see some signs of life here and there. What do you think? So I, I'm gonna I want to be more positive, right? Because <laughs> I, honestly, I took some good advice from a, a good friend of mine, O Dog. I won't call him out completely. Who listens to our podcast? Uh-huh. And he gave a good point. He's like, "Look, Blazer fans, no." You don't have to keep telling them stuff like <laughs> negatives. They know they're not good. So I'm going to take that. I'm going to take heed to that. We don't need to remind people what they already can see. 
Nah, <laughs> we're gonna keep it real. Go ahead. I'll keep it real. You we're go ahead. You be the real. you be we're the good cop. I'll be the bad guy. Say, there's some things that I'd like. You're right about the fact that Serrano did not play well, but they. The Blazers did some stuff on defense that they hadn't seen. We had energy on defense, clutch blocks at the right time. Um, felt like uh, Scoot fouled out. Don't get me wrong, but he felt like he got in the way a little bit more. Aiton was a force, um, so they got the win on the road. I don't care how you get a win on the road in the NBA; it's hard, and they got it done. And I thought they were going to lose. So you know what I mean? I thought this was going to be a typical thing that you see in the NBA. The more talented team just kind of chills through three quarters, sometimes through three quarters and a half, and then waits and says, okay, eight minutes, let's go. Uh, you know, Toronto tried that, and the Blazers hit clutch shots when they needed to. So I was pleased to see that. Scoot was really bad. He was really bad in the first three games. You know what I mean? Like, to me, I was a little bit like, yeah, that's not good. You know, I, I I mean, like, there's nothing good you could say. I mean, the, of course, he's 19. We said there's going to be learning uh, to to be had, and we're going to have to wait. And but I was like, oh, this is, but this guy can't play right now, right? Like, it might not be good for him to be out there and completely kind of lost. So I will say, he didn't look completely lost in this game. Uh, he said after the game, he felt, you know, he had a reset. We'll see. We'll see, but it was at least a positive thing. Your point guard cannot average more turnovers and assists and continue to play. I don't care how much you care about it. You know, if that can, you can't. They have don't a point care. Guard. No, no, they but there's care. a point in which you care about him, and that kind of lack of success gets will weigh on it. Will weigh on a kid. That's what I'm saying. At some point in time, if you're that overwhelmed, you got to do your work in practice. And even though there's not much, you can't be out there because you're just you're, you're not learning good habits and you need to watch for a while. You know, you need to spend some time watching up close and personal. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good win. The first three games, Aiton was – yeah, people are like, well, it's too early for a red flag. I'm like, well, it's orange. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's orange, right? Like it's not. Uh, but last you know, last night was great. He he was a, a dominant force on the on the board. You get twenty rebounds in a game, you got to tip your hat. Uh, admittedly, a lot of misses, so there were a lot more rebounds to be had. Right, but he right. got them all, and the offensive rebounds he got at times helped win the game. And um, I've said all along, you know, I told you I thought they would struggle on offense because I didn't see a lot of proven NBA players. And losing Simons, which, you know, this is our first time talking about it. That's just devastating for this team in any way. Like, it's not devastating for the long-term impact, but goodness gracious. You know, like, he just, he's just different than everyone else out there. But Grant, Grant and Brogdon are NBA players. And that's, right. what you show, that's what you saw last night. Like, when they needed guys to score, they're th- uh, basically there are three NBA players that you could say, oh, okay, that's why these guys have been in rotations and played significant minutes before Grant, Brogdon, and Aiton. Mm-hmm. They got them to win. And uh, it's clear there's separation right now between real NBA guys with real NBA experience that have proven they could play in the NBA and everything else. All right. A lot to unpack there. Uh, look. Not, not really. They're, you know, <laughs> they are what they are. But it's it's – 
it's too early to really say much. I mean, I wouldn't even go orange. I'd go yellow on it. <laughs> on eight. I'm just saying, is that what you want? No, no, I know. I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying it's so like we're one twentieth into the season. Yes. And <clears throat> I still, you know, I see a lot of panic out there about Scoot already. Um, no, no. But the but the problem with the Scoot thing is that when people throw around generational, transcendent things like that, it just builds an expectation. And let's just face it: the vast majority of people who are fans and people in the media are not breaking down Scoot Henderson game film from the G League. But I pointed out the whole summer, how could you look at his G League stats and think he's going to come into the NBA and be that guy? Like people were saying that Dame had to return, that Dame and Scoot was starting the backcourt. I was told early on that was not a thing. It would have been Dame and Ant. But people were thinking that way. Then Dame's gone, then it's like automatically Scoot has to start no matter what. And I'm like, well, I mean, if you just want to – throw him out there because he's the number three pick and you put much so much into him and Dane's basically leaving because you picked him and didn't trade him and you want to start him fine. But there's no way he was going to be better than Anthony Simons and better than Sharp. It was just some of the conversations I had with people about that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, Scoot was not better in the G League than Sharp and, and Ant were in the NBA. But all of a sudden he's going to walk into the NBA and be better than those two? No. The reality is he's the third best point. Actually, I take that back. He's the fourth best point guard on this team. Skylar Mays is a better point guard right now. <laughs> that guy plays extremely efficient minutes whenever he plays. But they're going to play Scoot because they kind of have to. It would be interesting to see if they were to pull back if what we're seeing continues to say, okay, let's just start Brogdon. They might view that as like a concession that, okay, this guy isn't what we thought he was. Or they might think they might damage him maybe psychologically, that, oh, he lost his job. He came in as this hype number three pick, and he lost his job. Meanwhile, Brandon Miller is killing it, by the way, uh, for the Hornets. Um, so I think they're just going to roll with him because at the other part of this is they don't really care about wins. Like, they want to win when they're in the moment, but the franchise is not – they're not build this team to win. So if Scoot goes out there and struggles but gains experience and they lose games, all the better. But I wrote an article about him after last night because, you know, something positive to write about. But – Let's be real. Let's be real about what what he did. I mean, he he fouled out. <clears throat> um, he shot four of twelve. He missed all six of his threes. He is now shooting .056 from three point range, thirty three percent from the field. Uh, like you said, more turnovers than assists. It's just not. It's just bad. But it's too early to panic. It's too early to freak out. It's too early to label. It's too early to worry about it. You just got to let the kid go. And maybe, like he said last night, that was sort of a reset for him because he had a solid game, 11 points, seven assists. That was a big thing. He was averaging three assists. And I actually wrote before that, I was like, it's one thing for him to not shoot well, turn the ball over, get fouls. You got to at least do the one thing that you were hyped up to do, and that's be a playmaker, right? Get some assists, help your team. And he at least did that last night. So that's where I am with this. By the way, great kid, great to talk to. Very personable, uh, very um, aware, and not cocky or arrogant at all. Um, just you know, good head on his shoulders, and I think he's going to get to where they want him to get to. I don't know if he's going to be the next Derrick Rose or Russell Westbrook. I don't know about all that. I don't know if he's going to be generational. I don't know that, but he's going to at least be a good NBA player. Yeah, I I think everything you said was right on the. The shooting, 
you've said it from the beginning, like that, that the expectation of his, you know, what he shot in the G league wasn't that great. And it's going to be harder in the NBA. And right now when you, he's not, not shooting well, he's, he's shooting in the bottom 1% of the NBA. You know what I mean? Like he, he can't shoot the three at all. Uh, He's going to make some. So, Obviously, they're not playing the best players. They're not starting the best players. I mean, that's clear. And I agree that they shouldn't until – unless, you know, they shouldn't. (laughs) And the only reason to sit scoot is if it becomes where you think it's a detriment, right? Where you think he's going to be hurt by the play. Too early to tell that right right now. Um, And there's too much – you know, people don't bash guys, but you you hear if it's like guys aren't necessarily meeting certain standards or or the things that scouts saw players don't see. There's no red flags for that yet. You know, um, he's still lightning fast. He's still got a an NBA build at 19 that he's just going to grow into. Um, and let's just see how I'm interested to see how much he accelerates, you know, as far as getting better, because. Yeah. Last night was a step in the right direction. Now, I think you can go right back, you know, to, to struggling again. And the other thing is they got tape on him now, you know. The, the, the Raptors clearly at one point on defense, when they were on offense, went, okay, whoever scoot guards, that guy goes. You know what I mean? Like it was clear that they're like, he's going to foul you or, or you're going to get by him. Um, well, it's so, one of the lines I said all summer when people were talking about his defense. There's not one score in the NBA who's worried about Scoot Henderson. <laughs> not a one. About yeah. 19-year-old kids. Some non-scorers. Yeah. Some guys yeah. who think they're scorers are yeah. going to go that way. I just hope people have learned just – the thing that bothered me the most about the summer and people talking about it was that the, the disrespect they were showing to the to NBA players. It was like, come uh, on. Do you watch the NBA? To, to think that he was going to come in and, and light it up and be this amazing defensive player – just, it's just ridiculous. He's not and a little Kobe. bit disrespectful to Simons. Just oh my god, he's just start over like, Simons. He's like, dude, come on. Sorry, come now, on. how bummed are you? Let's like you didn't even put it in the rundown. Like he didn't even put it in the. I rundown. don't want to talk about. It. I don't even want to talk about. It. Like he didn't. Want, but I'm not gonna let him go. <laughs> I'm bummed. Like I'm bummed. I was saying like I was so excited to see what it was gonna be like where he had no bumpers. Like no right. bumpers. Like dude, right. we we. You are by far our best option. Like, don't right. don't even worry. And, and not just for this game. Like, for the whole season until you're not a Blazer, you know, if, you're, if they trade us. <laughs> right. I just say, like, you are by far. Uh, and then, boom, it's over. Like, a, like, in a blink. On an injury, we didn't even see. Like, it came out of nowhere. Like, oh, he's questionable. He's going to play. He got a sore thumb. He'll play. Oh, he's still questionable. Oh, he's out a month. Oh, he's out a month. Didn't he go two. from questionable to well, no, he went from I, – I can't remember. But, yeah, he's questionable. He went first, from questionable then, to out four to six. I think I thought he went. I, I thought he went somewhere like, – I thought he went probable, questionable, doubtful. I can't remember, but it was weird. Either no. way, it was a shock to see yeah. out four to six weeks and that he needs surgery on the thumb. And yeah. I will say, I am no NBA player, but I have dislocated my thumb and uh, ripped that tendon. And I was in a cast for a month, and it is amazing – how much strength goes away in your thumb. Like it, it's mm-hmm. not just easy. Like you don't, um, you need that thumb. So I think that four to six weeks, like it's kind of like if he can start really doing stuff in four weeks, maybe he can be ready in six. But 
Uh, thumb injuries are, are no joke when you have to grip a basketball. So I'm hoping it's six weeks and not eight or longer, but right. um, yeah, broke I, heart a little, didn't it? Yeah, I was not happy. I was looking forward to the Ant show, you know, and uh, I still have high hopes for him. He'll be back, but um, yeah, it, it was disappointing. I wanted to see what he was going to do. And, it, you know, it's impacted Aiden. A little transition here to get off of the heartbreak of my my dude being out. But um, Billups talked, you know, has talked a couple times about how they really hope that the pick and roll inside out game between Simons and Aiden would just be big for them. And that without one, Simons is a more advanced ability to do that than Scoot. And two, his shooting ability to open right. things up, yep. right? Uh, that that's impacted Aiden offensively. Now, Aiden's only averaging 8.8 points, but he's only taking seven shots a game. Um, and so to me, like, if he's not really getting the ball, they're not feeding him, that's not on him. But he's second in the NBA in rebounds at like 14.8 or whatever. You get 20-plus uh, in one game, it helps. Yeah. but he, he had, he had zero in the next game, it's still average 10. I'm no math whiz, but I but can't he, do that. But he had 14 against the Magic. Um, he didn't play a ton in the Clippers game because of foul trouble. I think he still had nine. Uh, so at least he's doing that. Like he's giving you aggressive yep. rebounding each night. And he had he had two offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter in the yeah. last two minutes that ended up in Brogdon scores. I mean, those yep. those were huge moments. Um, so, you know, to, to me, the whole trade, I mean, they didn't need the Dane trade to get Aiden. I'll, I'll, I'll say that to my grave. But hey. the entire package of stuff that they got in this offseason, Aiden's the biggest piece, and they need him to be better than he was in Phoenix to make what they want happen happen otherwise if he's just a dud or just average or up and down then they're gonna be searching for a big man they're paying this guy 34 million dollars a year right now to be mediocre that's not gonna be good so i thought we've seen some positive signs from him just you know, want to see some more offense uh but yeah what's your take on aiden so far yeah i mean obviously the first few games you're like eh foul trouble not much there last and night B just destroyed him and yeah B's it just, just wasn't wasn't like if, if if Embiid's gonna go thirty five and fifteen, you need your franchise's center to go, you know, twenty four and twelve. <laughs> like at least at least give you something. But anyway, go ahead. I just don't know how Aiden works without Simons like offensively yet, and right. I didn't see anything that Chauncey has done. I mean, I think that you can't pick and roll with Scoop because they're just not gonna they're they're just not gonna cover Scoop. Why would you, you know, roll? <laughs> just kidding. Right. So it's it's uh, <laughs> it's more like you know pick and double team, mm-hmm. right? So that right. that won't work. So I just wonder if he'll, uh, you know, the, when Brogdon's in there, can they run something there? Uh, they just don't have anyone to run. There's no threat right now. And he's not, he can't, he's, he's not even a mid-range shooter. You know, he can, but that's not his game, right? He's not even, he's not a pick and pop even. So I feel for him in the sense that I felt his offense was going to come on the pick and roll and his offense was also, uh, you know, going to come, with penetration on fast breaks, obviously dunks, and when you're when you're not when you're not getting stops, you don't get that. You know, you just don't. You're not out and running, getting easy hoops. So um, I like the fact that he stayed. He didn't get frustrated because that's what we. You know, that's the mm-hmm. the little bit of the reputation is that if if he gets frustrated, he doesn't play hard. Um, game four, second game of a back to back, they're zero three, and he played hard. Yeah. And he won the game with those offensive rebounds and his defense. So, um, but yeah, I think that Chauncey, you know, Phillips is going to have to figure out 
a way to get him involved in the offense early. He's your, he's now, you know, your, your best player. So uh, is he? Who's better, Grant? Offensively, Grant. I'm just saying, like, okay, Tim or Grant? That's it. Brogdon. Brogdon. Brogdon's really good, but but okay. If you he gets gets to our more levels than Aiden, I'm just saying Brogdon and Grant best two offensive players. You need Aiden to be at their level. Brogdon does not make 35 million dollars for a reason. 22. (laughs) <laughs> just saying though, like, right. There's a $12 million difference. Brogdon's an NBA player, you know, like, and, but he's not part of your future either. Right. So I'm right. just saying he, he's, it's important to figure some stuff out for him, try to run something for him, but I don't know how, you know, I don't know what they're doing. Like in the sense that maybe he is, and it's just not working in the beginning. The looks aren't there. Uh, the more scoot develops, the better eight and, you know, things will open up. If sharp, you know, can shoot consistently. I mean, right now, there's nobody you worry about on the, you know, shooting you. If you're playing defense, you're you're fine with anybody on the on the Blazers shooting threes. I mean, you're not worried about it at all. Um, Brian is a good. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say they're not, they're not good are on you, offense. Are, are <laughs> you, wait, are you trying to say that they rank 29th in three point percentage at 28.5 percent? Is that what you're trying to say? That's what I'm saying. So, uh, so I, I I hope for I hope to see more of that. I hope to see, you know, Sharp keep moving forward. Like, I like what they're saying about him. But even in his great game, he didn't shoot great. No. Uh, last night he had 14. Um, solid, though, and not embarrassing, right? So that's the key. He's, you know, he's got to – he's got to – I want to see him get – I want to see him get, you know, 30. You know what I mean? Like, just give right. me 30 in a game where you're just shooting lights out. Um, but maybe that's game 36, not game six. I have – Nothing but positives to say about about Shaden. You know, with Ant yeah. going down and him coming into the starting lineup, <clears throat> which, you know, maybe he should have been in the starting lineup anyway. And I kind of feel like when Ant comes back, if they're still committed to Scoot, that maybe Shaden pushes Batiste out of the starting lineup or just gets more minutes, which I think he is anyway now. Anyway, he's getting 36 minutes per game. Right, and why not? But, yeah, like, why not? Uh, Matisse, you know, he plays good defense, but, he, he, you know, he's pretty much going to only shoot threes when he's wide open. You know, to me, that guy, that guy can come off the bench, just let Shaden roll, because at least Shaden, for all his problems, is producing buckets. He's shooting 43, 43%, second year in the league, first time really getting legit minutes with legit players around him, unlike the last 10 games last year, which was which mm-hmm. is garbage stuff. That's solid. And he's shooting 34.6% from threes, again. That's solid for a 20-year-old out there, you know, trying to get in work and trying to make things happen, averaging 18, five rebounds, two and a half assists, two and a half turnovers. Like, I would just leave that guy out there as much as possible and let him keep rolling because, you know, again, this is all about the future and we're going to talk about Why it all, all season. Exactly. Why not? There's no And he reason. does something fun. And he does, Every time. He's spectacular. He does something that you're like, oh, even if he misses – yeah, you know, but if it's a, when he goes in hard to the there. when he goes in hard to the rim and someone maybe bodies him a little bit, but you're like, oh man, he had some bad intentions. Plus, yes. he can score in any way possible. Like, yes, he he does something nifty every game. We're like, oh, oh, he's got that. He's got that in his bag. Wow, wow. So yeah, Shaden, I like where Shaden's at right now. Yeah, um, I mean, when I say score, you know, I'm asking him to score thirty. Like I said, I'm yeah, I'm it's, gonna, it's coming. It's coming. I think so. Yeah, I think it's so. Coming. 
especially with Ant out. Um, <clears throat> so you know, let's talk about the young kids real quick. A lot of praise for Jabari Walker. A lot of praise for Tumani Kamara. Um, Chris Murray has kind of disappeared between those two guys, which is fascinating since Murray was a first-round pick and those two guys were second-round picks. Uh, Kamara definitely is going to pest on defense. Not very efficient on offense yet. That's fine though, because Billups will put him out there just to be, just to give give himself a six foot eight guy who can you know harass people on the perimeter, yeah. right? And then he looks then, like an NBA wing. He looks like an NBA wing. Yeah, he, he doesn't always shoot like one yet, but no. he looks like it, like he's gonna. And why again? Why not? Like this guy's got potential. Give, let him go. See what happens. Yeah. And, and then he can only if he doesn't work out. So, okay, <laughs> if he does work out, holy cow! Keep right? feeding the minutes, right? Yes. Uh, and then there's Jabari, man. Jabari. He looks good. 14 minutes a game, but he's, he's shooting 55%. He doesn't take, he does not take bad shots. He does not force anything. He's shooting 40% on threes. He's so much more physical than he was last he's year. Playing so, oh, he's playing tall. Oh, yeah. Big. He's playing strong. He gets, he gets in the lane and people body him. He just bounces off the body and just finishes the shot, averaging eight points, four rebounds. Um, I'm not Am I the only one that sees Brian Grant every once in a while? I know, you know it's, the it's no, that's, shot, that's, but I see that. That's a great. That's a great comparison. He's just, you know, I, I don't think he would be in the rotation on a good team yet, but like he, he looks like a guy who's gonna, you know, be a, a very productive, smart, tough, reliable tough. background, a background, a backup for. Um, I don't know if he's ever going to – I'm not going to go so far as to say he's ever going to develop into a starter on a winning team yet. Um, but, man, he has come a long way from last year. It's it's pretty fun to watch because he's a good kid too. And he is not scared. No. You know, like he has no no intimidation. He uh, he goes so hard to the rim. He goes for blocks. And you're like, don't do – oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Like, you know, I guess you got – you know, all right. Um yeah, and I think you could tell um, when he's out there, he brings energy, and they feel it. Uh-huh. And Absolutely. When you, you just know a guy is liked when he makes a play, and they all come to him. So, like, you know, uh-huh. they come to him when he hits the ground. Or uh, So I love his energy. Um, I like Kamara's energy, too. I mean, I, I, I will say that in general, I second-round picks, I'm never excited when someone trades for him because I just know that the math on it. Uh, but I'm like, okay, I'm not putting Scottie Pippen's picture next to him ever. Uh, but I am going to say like, okay, this guy, I get it. I get why he was important to try, you know, to get him and why he's playing because he, he looks, you know, just like a, what you want and that you haven't had, you know, he's a six foot eight, he's long, he's athletic. He can jump his shots, not pretty yet, but there's potential. So. Um, he's those shooting, are the positives that I see. He's shooting twenty seven point six percent. Which on this team's pretty good. <laughs> six points, six points, four rebounds, one and a half assists. He's doing that in only twenty two minutes. So yeah, some some nice. You know, I'm not I'm not on the hype train yet with this kid. He's got to do a lot more. And sometimes when you have a bad team, you know you're going to be bad. And you're playing young people. People start letting their fantasies run away with them about what they're going to be and what they could become, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what people did with Scoot over the summer. So, you know, give him, give him time because he's, he's, you know, second round pick. He is 23, but still he's second round pick, but definitely someone that they, they need, they need, they need six foot eight wing guys who can be disruptive. <laughs> like they just don't have them. 
And so he gives them that. All right. And I, um, I think our whole theme, our theme should ahead. be, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Welcome like, to why the not Why the Hell Not podcast. Um, <laughs> all right. So. Welcome to the Why Not Network. So the Blazers play Detroit tomorrow to finish up this three games and four night road, stand, road trip. The Pistons are one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league. So they're not going to probably do what Toronto did. It's going to be a very uphill battle. And, I, and what, what I want to see in this game is – well, we're starting a little bit with Orlando. But there's a lot of young up-and-coming teams in the league that I just feel like the Blazers are way behind. And I think Detroit's one of them. And you look at Jalen Duran right now. It's killing it. And the Blazers could have – they worked out Duran, but they took Sharp over Duran, which, fine, we all believe in Sharp's talent. But, man, you know, that's a, that's a dude that um, – you know they got they got eight and I get it, but that that's a guy that probably Dan would have loved to have played with. Um, but he's he's killing it, and they've got a lot of talent. They've been stacking draft picks, you know, over there in Detroit. That's one of the reasons why they got rid of Jeremy Grant. So they could continue to be bad, and they didn't want to pay him. It's because they're going young, and now they they look pretty decent, and they can shoot it. So my question is not to you is not going to be about Detroit. It's just going to be more along the lines of what realistically can we expect from this team without Simons? Like I look at the schedule, man, and the NBA is the NBA. And you're going to have weird nights like the other night where bottom line, they won because Toronto shot horrid from three period. That's why Blazers win. They, they, they go 10 for 30, which is not good. That's six more threes. That's 18 more points. They win that game. They made four, which is ridiculous. How many wins can this team get before Ant comes back? I mean, could they be three and 20 when he comes back? It's hard to be three and twenty, right? Like that's like that's all time low. You know, I mean, there aren't a lot of teams that on pace for. Uh, I mean that, yeah, you know, that's on pace for. Okay, that? five for eighteen. Five yeah. for eighteen. <laughs> but I, they're not going to be favored in like any game. So, but I think. So first, I'll say one in four. Yeah, I mean, I would times. I would think that you're gonna. Probably win one out of every five games, right? So that gets you to five and uh, – Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – But I, I will just say this. If you're a Blazer fan, you're listening to this because there's no other reason to listen to this podcast unless you're family. <laughs> so my family doesn't care. My family doesn't listen at all. So it, there ain't no my family, so it must be Fender's yeah. family. So <laughs> don't even – there's no point in evaluating – success and failure based on wins and losses. I mean, so I don't even care, right? No, I don't think that a team like this, I, I think I texted you when Simon's got hurt. Uh, after game three, I was like, I, this, I don't know, they, can they win 20? You know, I was like, can they win 20? Uh, and I wasn't being like a jerk. I was saying like, hey, I mean, they're not there. I mean, I, you know, you, you were more confident in their offense, even with Simon's than I was, just because I just don't, I just didn't see it, um, but I don't care. Like all I want to know is, can Scoop put? Can he? Can he? You know, have a game where he has fifteen, you know, eight and three turnovers and doesn't foul out, right? And then they're in it, in, and they lose by six, but they weren't embarrassed. Can Sharp look like a starter, like where we're not surprised anymore? You're like, oh, Sharp. Gave us 22. He shot, you know, nine for 19, you know. Um, so that's what I'd like to see. And 
And the wild cards, is Kamara, does one of these guys step up and you go, oh, wow, Kamara is going to be part of, he's going to be something. Maybe not for them, but for someone else. Um, so, but mostly it's around, it's around exactly what we thought in the beginning. What are we going to get from Scoot and Sharp? I'm very interested in that. The Aiton thing to me, we know he has the talent and the ability. To me, it doesn't even matter that much what he does this year as long as he stays interested because they're not winning. They're not going to the playoffs. And if he's going to be there when they are, he's going to have to figure out a way to to evaluate his own success. And that'll be the, the hard thing for Aiton is like, okay, I was I was on a team that their goal was championship. Now I'm on a team, and I'm not sure what the goal is, right? Like, winning is nice. I did like that they celebrated that win. I mean, it was clear how happy they were to get the win, right? I mean, that they're – and it just – I, you know, it's the old saying, you know, uh, franchises tank, players and teams don't. You know what I mean? Like, they're, right. they want to win. Um, and winning is important for young players to see some things uh, work out. And I don't care that Toronto might have – you know, if I were the coach, I'd be like, they shot that because of our defense. It was so good. You know, like, yeah, in the heck out of this thing. Take all the positives you can. Um, and if you're a fan and you can't do that, don't watch. <coughs> and I don't mean that. I don't mean that mean. Yeah. I took, look, I took, I took some, some parts of Nick's seasons off because I was just like, I can't do it to myself. I don't see it. I can't. I mean, when they, you know, Eddie Lee Wilkins is your, you know, Pat Cummings. Like, I don't want to see that. You know, like, I don't, I don't care. He had 14. Uh, he stink. So, um, and I could, we didn't even have the young players. So I would just say, I don't know. I don't even want to get in the wins and loss conversation because it's A, depressing. B, I don't think it matters. Just don't make the playoffs so you can get a lottery pick. Like, that's been my thing from day one. Right. And I feel good right now. Like, I don't even have to fight anybody on that anymore. Like, right. no one's thinking, no one's watched these first you know, a handful of games ago, I don't know, those baby Blazers, they might shock you. They're like, ooh, okay, we're going to have to, we're going to have to figure out what to root for. And for me, it's pick out things. Um, The one fan I was talking about, he said some of the most enjoyable times he had as a Blazer fan was watching young players get better. Hmm. And I think that I said to him, yeah, but you were younger then. And it's easier for young fans to to think that way, but right. that's what you're gonna have to enjoy, like growth and and um, signs of you know signs of hope. I agree. I mean, I, I'm just looking at the month of the, November. I think they can get a split with Memphis. Memphis is struggling without Adams and without Morant. Uh, and then after that, at Sacramento, at Lakers, at Utah, Cleveland, Lakers, Oklahoma City, at Phoenix, Utah, Milwaukee. I mean, those are all L's. They might get lucky, you know, like they did against Toronto. But, you know, it's just it's a foregone conclusion that they're not going to win a lot of games and that it's just all about how guys develop before our eyes. And who knows, maybe by the end of that stretch, Henderson has put together a a stretch of five games where he's averaging 15 and eight. Maybe he still has four turnovers. Maybe he still fouled out twice, right? Maybe he's still only shooting 38% and 24% on threes, but at least you see right progress. He's starting to feel more comfortable about playing at this level and dealing with the types of things he, he's seeing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's just that's just the state of the franchise, man. I mean, there's no other way to put it. 
So, yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm just saying, like, embrace it and enjoy enjoy the moments that you know. Like, is if you're putting these expectations on wins and losses, it's it's silly. If you're putting expectations on, you know, Kamara being an all star, you're you're not being realistic. So put expectations on: can he be a rotation player? You know, is he he's a piece that either you might have on your team when you don't stink, or that you can turn into something. Um, and you know, the the part that's interesting is how do we evaluate? To me, it's how do you evaluate Chauncey Billups that I don't know yet, right? I still haven't Dude, figured it out. No, We're year three, are, and I can't figure it out. People are already crying about Billups, and I'm just like, geez, really? Yeah, you're looking, you're looking out on the court at this team and going, oh, the coach is the problem. It's just, it's ridiculous. I, I can't. And I can't even. It's definitely the not. Energy. Of course, but I don't it's know. Ridiculous. But it is. It is tough to evaluate in any way, right? Like I don't know. What it to is do. beyond beyond the stretches where they were healthy. Which is very so small. small stretches, right? In the last right. couple of years, it's like the and, stretch in our lives, we had hair. We right, did yeah. for a long time, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and then that stretch, his first year, where Ant and Nurk sort of took over, and they went twelve and twelve before they shut things down, which was still to me a miracle. That they were twelve and twelve with Ant in the lineup, and then they shut things down. Um, so yeah, we don't know. I I just, I just I can't even. I can't even deal with the thought process that goes into someone's head watching this team and going, oh. If if we had a better coach, first of all, what a better what what proven better coach is coming to Portland to coach this mess? And two, how can you judge the coach when you have a nineteen year old point guard who can't really do anything right? That's on the coach anyway. It's just it's stupid. I do want to end on the only way I would. The players still love him, and that's what you need right now, right? Yeah. If, If the players start saying that, you know you know, beefing, then there's no point in him being the coach of the team because wins and losses aren't the thing. Development is. So um, that's the only place you can obviously see it is if, you know, Aiton and Brogdon and Scoot go out and say, yeah, we don't want to listen to him anymore, which is never going to happen. But, you know, I mean, you get that feel. We've been around teams where, you know, suddenly the players are no longer enjoying the coaching. Um, And right now they are. Um, and they're also so young they can't say anything, so they wouldn't probably. But yeah, I think too early for. I mean, it's just crazy. We're in year three, and we're like too early to judge him on anything. Year three. I don't know he's, how you could possibly judge him. He's, he's coming he's, up on two hundred games, and we still don't know. I mean, here's the reality: he's over five hundred when he has an intact team. I mean, he just is. Now that record, that record is only off the top 64. of my head twenty nine and twenty five. Right, but you know, still, we when he's, know. there's yeah. no way you can't like you can't count the tank in first year. You can't count count the end of the second year. Even leading up to the end of the second year, when you had Nurkish and Little out, you two of your best defenders, and then Ant went out, and you had Jabari when he was, couldn't ready, wasn't ready to play, and and Trenton Wofford and Keon Johnson running around. Keon Johnson playing some point here and there. I mean, come on. And then you can't judge him after Dame had the surgery and and CJ had a collapsed lung. And now Ant's out. Your best player's out. So it's, yeah. Okay, let's end on this. James Harden to the Clippers. Oh, boy. What could possibly go wrong? People are like throwing out the lineup. Westbrook, Harden, Kawhi, George. And I'm like, okay, Westbrook, who's not probably going to want to defer, wants, still wants to be the point guard, not a good shooter. 
Harden, who may or may not be in shape, but likes was a ball dominant guard, right? Is he going to want to play a true two, or is he going to try and play uh, the one a lot of times? And then you got two guys who are never never healthy. Yet their odds Harden's right gonna, now are best in the West. Harden's going to play the one. I don't think there's any doubt. He, I mean, he led the league in assists last year. Like that's not a joke. That's real. He did that. Um, yeah, but he was I, he was the only he was the starting point guard. Now is he on this team because Westbrook is not going to be the two. I don't know. It may not matter. You got two point guards, right? Just let them run and gun. And one, they do play differently. Um, and Westbrook is no longer, you know, to me, he's more of the guy, the energy guy. He, he's been playing really well in the game. You know, he played, he go, he's going hard. He knows not to shoot. I, I think that this is, um, on. it's the kind of thing when you see four, are they all MVPs at some point? At least three of them are, right? I mean, but anyway. I don't think Kawhi's been a finals MVP and not a league MVP. Okay, all right. And uh, so – but anyway, four consistent all stars. Four Hall of Famers, yeah. Four Hall of Famers. Like, when have I ever said, "Oh, I don't know how that's gonna work," but like, I have no idea how this is gonna work. But I'm, I am so excited to see it because I will say, the Russell Westbrook thing to me always. I'm, I am a Russell Westbrook fan. I think he's, uh, a, you know, he never gets in trouble like off the court. He's great off the court. He's great mm. to the community. I just am not a guy that's ever bashed Russell Westbrook. Because I'm like, yeah, he can't shoot, but he never told you he could. That's on you. <laughs> like, he is athletically gifted in a way that he – and at times just so much fun to watch. Um, I just felt the criticism for Russell Westbrook was always um, kind of like people don't like the fact that he won't be necessarily humble enough to say certain things or he won't um, – he won't just say, "Yeah, you're right. I kind of suck." Like he, like, what do you want from the guy? Like, he, of course he thinks he's great and he's going to play his game. Um, Harden's a different story, right? Like, Harden is difficult on purpose. Like his track record of like just trying to like make life hard. But the guy led the league in assists last year. He's led the league in scoring. Like, there aren't a lot of guys that can do both like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and for some reason. George and Kawhi want him. So who who am I to think it this is silly if those guys think it's good? So I can't wait to see it uh, and see what happens. And I, I hope uh part of me hope it's wonderful because I like I mean I don't I'm not a James Harden fan, but I like like I said, I've always been a Russell Westbrook fan. I just think the criticism somewhat unfair to him. Because I sometimes judge, got you know, people about how they are in their community, and he's always looked to kind of. I mean, he's done so many positive things, um, and you know, he and I have the same fashion sense. We have similar outfits. <laughs> we often trade. <laughs> no, I just, I'm just interested to see what it's. Gonna be. You think it's going to be a mess? I can tell by. Well, your the face. criticism late in Westbrook's career was that he didn't adjust, like when because he, he can't. <laughs> but. I never understood how like I didn't understand Iverson when Iverson went to Denver. I thought, okay, Iverson's going to pull back and be like a twenty and ten guy. And he just couldn't do it. He just still wanted to be Allen Iverson, Philadelphia, and they got rid of him. And so Westbrook, when it was clear that he couldn't carry a team anymore, still tried to play that style instead of saying, okay, I'm not going to take senseless shots. I'm going to penetrate and dish, and that's going to be my game, or give it up to the you know to someone who's more capable of scoring at different levels. So it'd be interesting to see. You know, if he comes down and he's got an open shot, 
early in the shot clock, and he takes it because he's Russell Westbrook, MVP, former scoring champ, or if he pulls it back and tries to get it to three other guys on the court who are way better scorers than he is. So if he does do what he did against the Blazers and just try to rip off the rim. That is that too. destroy the rim. So if he, if he doesn't take those shots, even though he's open, then I think he's going to become more efficient and then the team will be more efficient. But if he does take those shots, he's going to brick them. He's going to cost them possessions. And ultimately, I think things are going to be a mess. But we'll see. I mean, Harden and, and Westbrook didn't do particularly well together when they played together in Houston. I can't remember how long that was for. But um, I don't know. I just Sometimes when you get too many egos like that together and people don't accept their roles, you can have, you can have trouble. And Westbrook and Harden are not the type of guys to accept roles. Not yet. So can they? And then Harden doesn't really play defense either. So it's just I can't let's put it this way. I think Denver with far fewer stars oh. takes takes them in the series. Just because they're just a, a complete team of guys who know their role and do what they do. So Westbrook, they played together fifty seven games. Westbrook actually shot well. He got forty seven percent, only twenty five on threes. He averaged twenty seven, seven and nine and eight. I don't know what Harden was that year though. But anyway. So we'll see. That was five fun. It is going to be. It is going to be wild to watch. I'm not going to lie about that. I will. I will definitely tune in. All right. Um, good work. Have fun at Disneyland. Cars. Are you going to go to California Adventure too? You're going to yep. do both, right? All right. You yep. Cars is Cars is fun. Harry Potter. If they had the same Harry Potter ride they had in Disney World, I can't remember what it's called. Amazing. Check out the Star. Are you a Star Wars guy? Uh, I am. My son's only six, though, and he's not totally into that yet. So we're going to just, I'm not going to lie to you. I will not dictate what we do. The young, this is for the young man. You better dictate some of it. You're going to get bored quick. <laughs> I'm old dad, man. Everything's a miracle to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad I'm alive. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a good time. Uh, I hope you had a good time listening to the Blazer Focus podcast. We will be back shortly to relive. Craig standing in line. Is it hot down there? I don't know. I haven't had a chance to look. Yeah, hopefully it's not here. for you. Yeah, true. All right, thanks for listening. Please click that subscribe button and leave us some positive feedback and we'll be back soon.